Yo, yo, this is Jason Goff from the Full Go Podcast. Me and the crew, we like to entertain you. And we're going to do more of that this football season because the Bears should be more intriguing. There should be more fascination. Justin Fields, is this the make or break year? Is DJ Moore the piece that's going to put them over the top? You can catch us on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays or when we have an emergency podcast when we have breaking news. Make sure you follow the Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you. And you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision. And we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners who just bring it every single week. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer, here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, my question to kick off the show this week mm-hmm. is how many of your non-wrestling fan friends <laughs> hit you up over the weekend about The Rock returning to SmackDown? Because my, my phone hasn't blown up like this over a wrestling event mm-hmm. from, non, from the casuals uh, in, in a very, very long time. Where are you guys at? Uh, Not many. (laughs) Honestly, you know, it's funny, but I think a lot of my friends were hooked. NFL just started, right? Like it was like week two or whatever. All of my friends were locked in. They was they was super locked on a Friday, though. They would they've been super locked in since Thursday. Mm. They must be because, again, they didn't hit me up, which is crazy to think, considering how loud that crowd was at SmackDown. uh, Friday night for the great pop. Yeah, Yeah, great pop. I believe he said it was top five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brian, what about you? I know you yeah, you're, uh, you're Hollywood out here, so people are hitting you up all the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of people hit me up about it. Uh, even people, I, you know, sending me the reels, like, I hadn't seen it already. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Hollywood, you see this? <laughs> right, you know, so it was that was funny. And, it, you know, of course, the question, so is he back? Is he back for real? Um, but yeah, definitely a lot of that. And then it just kind of went into... You know, the timeline went back into Dion mode. 
you yeah. know, with everything with Boulder, Colorado. Because that was another question I heard from wrestling fans. Why Denver? And I was like, y'all got to understand the power of prime time, baby. Oh, right. my God. That was, first of all, that Colorado game was incredible. But, I mean, again, the surprise, and Rosenberg talked about this a little bit yesterday on Cheap Heat, in that, you know, once Rock showed up on Pat McAfee's show, mm-hmm. and you were kind of, you started doing the math, like, they're in Boulder. Pat McAfee's worked for WWE. Rock's obviously worked for WWE. SmackDown was in, was in Denver, which I, by my calculations, or, or at least the calculations that the, the locals in Colorado were saying, it was like an hour away, right? right. From, mm-hmm. from Boulder to Denver. So it was, just, it was just all adding up. And I think on Twitter, someone straight up said Rock was coming. But obviously, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, and then you, 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 nobody thought this was the week that they announced. This was the week that they announced the TKO group, right? Like, right. Uh, this was the week that everybody been waiting for, and it just so happened on that Friday, the the day of the week where the show that is named after one of the man's catchphrases yeah. happens. We we didn't. Th- we, nobody assumed that he was going to show up around eight o'clock. But also, I mean. It's it's a little serendipitous in that you know the writer strike's still going, right? Mm-hmm. The the SAG strike's still going. Right. I mean, it's very possible if none of that was happening. Rock's not there, right? He's he's doing Excellent whatever his point. nine thousand other movies uh, or TV shows for seven bucks. So I, I think it was just very right time, right place, right you know situation type of Facts. thing. And obviously that you know the strike stuff that's going on is is unfortunate. Hopefully that that all gets resolved soon, but when you put all that together, it just kind of made a whole lot of sense. But I mean, the, uh, I was hoping Dion would show up on Friday too. Yeah. Obviously, oh, he, had the, he had a game to prepare for, which makes yeah. sense. But it was a, uh, it was an that incredible moment. Sunday is a chance problem. But I think because yes. it was the next day, you know, yeah, everything yeah. that was riding. But you know, I just wish, um, I wish wrestling Twitter sometimes just know their roles and stop trying to spoil things. Facts. Uh, like yeah, yeah, fact, yeah. somebody did Facts. post it. Uh, and I saw it said not confirmed by Fightful. So I was like, yeah, Rock might show up, but it would have been because that bug is already created. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had it not been created. I understand everything Cal was saying, you know, because that makes sense too. I just think had that bug not been created, it would have been fine. But, you know, it was it was a great moment indeed. Man, look, Friday, <laughs> SmackDown. It doesn't matter what anybody else is tweeting, posting online, anything. I knew that at some point, and it was early, <laughs> that The Rock was going to show. It, it it just made sense. I don't know how you could have. I don't know how you could have watched that situation and kind of been stroking your chin like, I don't know, I don't know. Because again, like Ben said, it's like all the stars aligned for just, just that one perfect moment, and it ended up being that moment that we thought it would have been. I just didn't know there was any SmackDown hotels in Boulder, though. Or <laughs> you know, I, there will be now after Rock showed <laughs> up facts. there. Pat McAfee. I mean, big the, facts. When I knew this was a big deal, was Monday rolls around, so that we're mm-hmm. two, three days out of it, right? right. Mm-hmm. The kind of the, you know the buzz starting to die down a little bit. Ringer NBA legend Wozni Lambre texts me, texts me the video of Rock returning, and says, "I got emotional." Right? right. <laughs> he said he. He said he hasn't really watched wrestling since 2001. So he kind of tapped mm-hmm. out around, you know, oh, rock, yeah. rock tapping out as well. But 
<laughs> you know, I, we, we, we talked back and forth a little bit and I said, you know, he might be coming back to 40. But he said, I might have to tap back in. The power of The Rock, man, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's, it's insane. Uh, and it's in a, in a good way. And, and look, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more if and when stuff starts to develop more. As of right now, you know, it's kind of been uh, talked about a lot, especially on, you know, uh, Cheap Heat, Mass Man have, have kind of touched on it. Brian t- partook in one of the most hilarious bits I've seen uh, in podcasting when <laughs> him, Dave and Kaz just all wore black tank tops. Uh, ironically, unironically, I don't know. But go check out that video clip because this, it was suns out, guns out to start, start the Monday on uh, on the Mass Man show and it was it was fantastic. But it's everybody's the, reacting to Austin Theory and uh, Sammy Guevara right now though, on Twitter. I know, that's, that's also... <laughs> you guys almost burned wrestling Twitter down. Facts. That was... Uh, that was a good one. But let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. Whoever wants to tag in and let their thoughts fly, let it fly. It's boots to asses time. First up, John Cena is listed as the greatest of all time, in quotes, on the internal WWE roster. So, I don't know how to feel about this. That makes sense. Who on who an else? internal roster, though? Who else is that? I mean, it, it, at a time where there's no Undertaker, there's no Big Show. Like, there's all the a lot of the elder statement statesmen that were there within the last five years are gone. Sure, it's Cena. Okay, so who else is it? If it's not Cena for them right now, I don't think they're going to consider Triple H or Shawn Michaels that only because they're installed in like active positions. Like I don't think Shawn Michaels wants to be called the GOAT all the time when he's trying to be called Coach or, you know, Shawn, Mr. Michaels, I'm, what am <laughs> I doing next on the show? Like I, I feel like for them, the number of titles, the length of the reign, what he was able to accomplish with that reign, just in terms of the 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 WWE universe, was was basically formulated under his time. I I, I don't know who uh, I don't know who else they would consider to be the goat. Do you guys think he's the goat? Let's let's start there. He, is he the greatest of all time? Let's go WWE, right? To not mm-hmm. <laughs> piss off all of the wrestling purists. Is he the the WWE? Go. Let's start there, and then we'll, we'll kind of talk about the listing of it internally, which I, I thought was just interesting. Brian, um, there are mi- now, there are again there are, there are millions and millions of wrestling fans who mm-hmm. think Cena is the goat, and you know, and on on some level they're probably right. On some level, it doesn't matter if he's the uh, if he's the goat or not. But wh- what do you think? I've been saying this for probably the past five years that when you look at the, what you want in the WWE superstar, it's John Cena. That's the reason why I consider him the greatest of all time. Um, I Sure, you could say Hulk Hogan. If there's no Hulk Hogan, let's be real, we're not sitting here having this conversation. True. It might not be popular for me to say that, but I'll continue to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let you slide. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're not having this conversation. Vince needed somebody. If, if Vince, if no Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, we're not having this conversation. But you needed that duo to get things started. It couldn't have been Macho Man. It couldn't have been Ultimate Warrior. 
It couldn't have been David Schultz. Couldn't have been Roddy Piper. Even if you're saying if they wanted Dusty Rose, it's still hard for me to see that because Hogan was like larger than life, comic books, everything, right? He was a guy. Then you look at the next breakthrough, and I would consider it being Stone Cold Steve Austin because he came through and shattered Hogan's records, right? Yeah. But then that Austin era, 98 to 2001, really, you know, or maybe because 2002, he was not at the top of his game. He didn't even hold the WWE title in 2002. So three years with Austin on top, but then you take a guy named John Cena. Over 11 years, it may be close to 15 on top. You know what I mean? And, And you're talking about somebody, for the most part, who's clean cut. You, you know, Vince McMahon, not going to lose sleep because you wonder if he got in trouble or if you got to suspend him or he was on steroids or anything. So when it comes down to it, yeah, John Cena is the greatest of all time. Cal, I, are you I, are you on the GOAT train with John Cena too? It's tough because I, I, I think there's, 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 there's a huge argument for Hogan, again, unfortunately, there's a, because of where he was able to take pro wrestling again. The I, impact, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't have known what pro wrestling was when I was a, a little kid, if not for him being so popular. He had Saturday morning cartoons and stuff. Like you know, it's it's that type of impact that you know can introduce people into stuff. But damn, for WWE, I I lived through the Super Cena era. I feel like it's hard to and 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 again he's. He's battling Ric Flair right now for like number of world championships that they recognize. Right. I I don't know. I I think when I look at WWE and I look at their goats, as much as I may not like him, Mm -hmm. I feel like he's standing. Once you look at his accolades and the and the key to Brian Brian H. Water said was the length of time. That's a large window. And that large window, without him, I don't think you would have been able to spawn off the Roman Reigns because at that time, Roman Reigns was the carbon copy of a scene. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of what scene has done that's kind of impacting WWE for what it's become. Like the future that we've been living in, that that Cena's future that we're living in now, it's all because of the work that he put in back then. And it's going to continue to... That's why when he shows yeah. up, he's, he's the hero. Right. Hogan's not getting that reception. A lot of their greats are not getting the reception that Cena is. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's recency bias? Is it is this a situation very similar to the the NBA GOAT debate, right? Where, you know, it's 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 clearly between Jordan and LeBron, right? But I think there's, you know, a good amount of NBA fans who aren't giving LeBron that title yet or aren't willing to because one, he's still playing. Right. And it may take years before we actually appreciate to the fullest fullest extent what LeBron has done in his career. Right. And mm-hmm. I think as Cena has been more detached from WWE, you've kind of seen that appreciation of him go up. Right. Yeah. Even from the most cynical wrestling fans. So and you've seen kind of like the 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 GOAT label around him. Again, more people have just been more open to that conversation. I know, I know, I fall into that category, right? Because when when that was 
kind of circulating the, the goat label on Cena when he was only a couple of years removed. I was like, that's that's ridiculous. What, what are we doing here? Right. And mm-hmm. it's I, I feel like that's once LeBron is done playing, I think it's going to be the same same conversation where, you know, a year out. People are still going to be hesitant to give him that label five years out. More people are going to slide this, you know, towards that argument. And I feel like Cena is, he, he's kind of the, the almost a litmus test for LeBron where he's slid out. He's been out of the game as a regular uh, for, you know, a, a bunch of years now to the point where I think it's okay to have this conversation. And it's, it's, it's not as insane as it once used to be, right? Because again, like you're talking about Hogan, you're talking about Flair, you're talking about basically Mount Rushmore shit. Ho- uh, Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Taker, like just the guys who were so, you know, were just such a big part of our, our upbringing as wrestling fans. Yeah. But you're both right in that the impact Cena's had, again, the Super Cena run in the moment, I remember reading, you know, wrestling threads and all this shit back then of like, oh my God, I can't believe they keep pushing this guy, blah, 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 right? We all, we were all there. And now, when he comes back, the pops are insane. <laughs> They're absurd. Yeah. They're, everyone's wearing a colorful shirt. Everyone goes nuts when he throws the towel into the crowd and he salutes and he's running down the ramp. So, it, it's interesting. The, 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 him, them listing him internally, though, as, as the GOAT, that I don't know if I get like I, if you're I just looking think, at a rundown in Gorilla and you see like the well, goat Johnson. We, they, I mean, we've seen conversations like this before, right? I feel like it wasn't too long ago where uh, we were talking about the the one headline about where L.A. Knight stood in terms of like top baby faces on SmackDown. Sure. Like I I think they do have the I, I, over the years I've heard that there's those kind of internal rankings, but I think. Similar to the conversations we've had in the past about uh, the turning of the guard, whether it's Gunther, you know, becoming the longest reigning IC title holder or the records that Roman Reigns continues to create and break. Um, I think maybe that because that, that who kn- the question I would ask is who was occupying that spot before? Was it Hogan? Like, because there had to have been some mm-hmm. type of person who, in the Probably current Hogan, WWE yeah. hierarchy, there's like a goat. Where, and I imagine when you're in promo or whatever, you're referring to a goat. That's the first name. So I'm going to assume that this may all just be a part of like the 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 next like turning over to the next phase of Cena's career, where he's not Super Cena. He's not wrestling. You know, eight months out of the year, Cena's kind of special attraction. Cena going into you know, I don't know if this is, I don't know how far away a Hall of Fame induction is, but I feel like we're mm. on the path towards, you know, kind of putting the Cena character to, you know, enshrinement in its own wing of the Hall of Fame or whatever. Man, that just made me feel super old. The thing about the John Cena Hall of Fame induction ceremony. <laughs> when when all of us are... Shout to Nick Bond when, when when we did the piece last year and it was 20 years of John Cena. I'm like, God damn, he's really been around for 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like our entire adult lives, <laughs> this is this dude's yeah, just Tom been that Brady, guy, man. <laughs> Tom That's Brady, right. exactly. Another another goat. That might that honestly might be a better comparison. Well, LeBron LeBron's longevity is uncanny as well. Uh, next up on high spot headlines, WWE is considering changes to the company's titles. A couple of phrases they're thinking about are adding weight class and trios. So. Obviously, the trios 
titles uh, are self-explanatory, right? You know, AEW is running those. ROH has those. Um, all, the interesting part. Yeah, yeah. The, the interesting part of this was was the weight class aspect, and and obviously with the merger now with UFC and 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 them being part of the TKO group, they're probably just trying to add more of that quote real sports aspect to to what they're doing, right? Instead of kind of having you know the undisputed champion and, and the world heavyweight champion, kind of adding more of or more defining lanes for the titles, right? And I. I don't know. Is is it is it is it necessary that we kind of break it down by weight class now? Like the, the is that gonna does like we just added the world heavyweight title to the rotation, mm-hmm. right? Is this gonna have that lose some cachet if we're if we gotta add you know do we gotta start adding weight ranges uh, to these things or is it, or like is it, it. good? I, I don't think it's good. I- Save it for the video games. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, back in the day when you would play like some of those uh, Raw versus SmackDowns uh, or SmackDown versus Raw, you would have like Rey Mysterio couldn't pick up the big show. Stuff like that. That's right. Uh, and then you back, we go way back when uh, SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, you had, you did have weight classes because you had, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the... the <laughs> I'm going to bring this up on the show because it's wrestling related, but because the AEW, there was a scissor moment in baseball and they showed it as Anthony Bow. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> wow. Like it was way back in the day. They slide making a catch. And <laughs> the guys fell on top of each other. And so <laughs> both they scissor did me the daddy. scissor That's crazy. on the show. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so the thing is, though, with the weight classes, um, it just, it takes away, like, leave that the UFC, you, leave that the boxing. Like I said, leave it to the video games. Back in the day, you had to adjust weight, so you couldn't have, like, Big Show challenging for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, but I think just leave it there, because are we really going to get to the point where, um, man, uh, Santos Escobar, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not challenged for the world title. Like, he's somebody that I can see being a world champion and kind of taking that torch from Rey Mysterio and him and Dom, but does that mean like he can't be the top guy of the company? And that's what ultimately I look at um, without weight classes. You know, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the UFC brand. I knew at one point John Bones Jones was pretty much the face of UFC. Um, does that mean like the heavyweight guy, you know, I, or, you know, whatever, somebody in a different division can't be, you know? I just think in wrestling, it limits you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that that completely eliminates the possibilities of, of like a Rey Mysterio winning the title, right? Which is, I guess, in in the grand scheme of things, fine. But I mean, I think that's what makes his stories like his, and again, stories being the key word here, uh, so impactful. We're like, oh, it's a, it's a it's a little guy, right? It's it's mm-hmm. kind of like watching Steph Curry do do his thing on the court you're like that doesn't make sense that that, that, that guy uh, of his his stature would kind of do that yeah i mean the i understand them thinking it through right and and, and again mm-hmm. when when you kind of merge with ufc and you know another company that is featured heavily like on on espn's and covered by you know by us by uh you know every you know, major sports outlet, maybe you want to get in on that. 
mm-hmm. and, and and maybe you have to prepare for that. But again, like I, I think that 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 gets tricky with kind of then kind of the history of the titles, right? Like we just mm-hmm. had this whole we made this entirely huge deal of Gunther beating Honky yeah. Tonk Man's record with the Intercontinental title, right? Now, mm-hmm. if you change what the Intercontinental title means to WWE, mm-hmm. what does that record mean? You know, so I, I, you know, and look, this might be exploratory. Ultimately, um, I just I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I, it's it's I don't think it's needed because I think the most important part of what WWE does is the storytelling. Honestly, this this feels more like a thing that AEW would do. Where it's like, oh, let's let's add some weight classes. Let's let's be different, you know, from from WWE. It just doesn't seem like a very WWE thing to focus on. Yeah, I yeah, I think it just matters on it depends. Well, I say, I think it just depends on how they use it. Like we're just hearing them using weight classes that we could be talking about a specific title that they create in NXT where you could only be a certain weight class to even be in the division or something like that. Like it could, I think there's a number of ways where you can implement this type of stuff where it's not just now or we're, or we really have like a heavyweight division. You can only be a certain X certain amount of pounds to be in it. That would suck. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be the move at all at this point, not for what they do. But I think if you wanted to put it uh, like a cruiserweight type situation or something you know, like that, where it's only a certain amount of people that can, you know, d- vie for this title. You can, you, that's just coming up with stories. It's like, it's like what they should have been doing right with 205 Live to begin with, where you've right. got a certain yeah. weight class, get them, get them popping like you mm-hmm. would anybody else, just within this more defined box for, of, of competitors. But it depends. Now, yeah. And, and the other side of this coin, the trios titles, do, do you want to see that? In WWE, Brian, you're shaking your head immediately. No, <laughs> you're out. Okay, I don't want to see it in AEW. I, really? I, I, I think talk you talk know me what through it, it. Is I think because Ring of Honor made it special, mm. and it separated the, it from everything else. And I understand Ring of Honor and AEW is a part, like you know, essentially conjoined, but they're still separate shows. Um, but you know, it was fun watching um, Shane Taylor promotions you know, defend their titles. Um, but at this point, sometimes I feel like trios get forced. And it'd be some natural the, trios though. That's one, true. One one I mean the Y family and the Shield, that was that's essentially that a trios nice, match. Yeah. But that's um, it, right? So would y'all gonna just keep going back and forth with the belt? What I mean, they're adding more factions though. WWE is kind of used to that. But think about it right now, like Judgment Day minus mm. Rhea Ripley is a trio. Okay. Bobby Lashley and Street Profits is essentially yeah. a trio. If you had the, in some capacity. It, 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 there's multiple trios. You could any anytime the Usos and somebody else is in a team, that's a trio yeah. right there. Like I think there are New Day, you know, assuming they were all they, that was that's a trio. Like I think there's ways to build around it. But again, it's it's do are they having the foresight to implement it naturally where it's We've got a couple of these factions that are just essentially three people. Let's move a trios division with you know in in that lane, um, and not it becomes a problem when they implement like a, a women's world tag titles, but they don't have enough women's tag teams to right. to, to fill a division, and then they have to kind of make and that's, that's when you get the 
two teams trading back and forth. So it's just it's just a matter of thinking you know, prior proper planning. Like they said, money too, right? Um, they always talked about it's expensive with tag teams. You got to fly two people out here, mm-hmm. two people there. That's gonna be more expensive with trios. True, you know, but, and, and I could. Okay. But there's there's always it. just a bunch of people in the back doing nothing. And that, that's, that's, know, a good like, that's a good there's, point. <laughs> sometimes they're like figuring shit out for Ricochet to do. You know, like this <laughs> this, this dude just puts on banger matches every mm-hmm. single time he's in the ring, and they're like, I don't know what to do with him. I don't know. Put him in a trio. That'd be tight. Just have but him fly around here. But then you can't hear his beautiful lady say, you know, his name projected because he'll be a part of the trio, and she can't. Right. She, you can still isolate it. Okay. You can still okay. isolate it. Uh, you know, if, if Chelsea Green was in a trio, Samantha <laughs> Irvin would figure it out. You know, she's that good. You'd have she's to, that yeah, good yeah, at her you, job. You would. Hell, Imperium is a trio right now. There, there's, that's that's can, right. You can implement some trios titles in there right now. You just you just got to think about it for for a little. You, bit. You, you're not wrong. You know, and I'm thinking. I guess I'm thinking more like if there was a time in wrestling in WWE that I would have loved to see a trios. It would have been during the gang warfare era, like '97. <laughs> We, oh, yeah. that would have been yeah. The Heart Nation, Foundation, Heart yeah. Foundation, everybody DX. was clicked up. Yeah, yeah, you know, because shoot, you could have threw Triple H in China and yeah. um, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, China was already wrestling the men. Well, she hadn't started yet, but yeah, uh, the corporation. Yeah. <laughs> you could have had the corp- individual. Yeah. <laughs> there was like twenty five people in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could have eighteen. Darkness, Job yeah. Squad. Shout out to Al yeah. Snow who was just on the Masked Man. Um, That's right. Check out Wrestlers on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Man. Let us know, everyone. Trio titles in WWE. I I don't know. Cal might have talked us fully into it here, Brian. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. It it could work. I think they could work better than weight classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, That I completely agree with. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Kevin Nash says Triple H thinks of LA Knight as, quote, his age. Now, his age being Triple H. And I guess the implication here by Nash is that, you know, during during these contract negotiations that are going on, Triple H is wondering if he should extend LA Knight because he's he's already kind of on the older side of yeah. things. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, look, I, this, this could very well be Nash just keeping the feud with LA Knight going, right? Like, his his podcast is essentially in a feud with one of the ho- hottest wrestlers in the game. And that's where my 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 people's eyebrow was raised. Because, you know, I just thought, are you just doing this for, for the listens? But also, he's been pretty consistent in terms of his criticism of LA Knight. And, and I think my question for you guys here is, is just more so, like, is this a good look for Big Sexy? Like, he's He's a complete freaking legend. Does he need to go after L.A. Knight, of all people? Man, Kevin Nash loves pro wrestling. He loves the business of wrestling. I think this is good for business. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. He's essentially (laughs) pissing this guy off to help him go to the next level. So I think it's good. You know, he, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, Basically, he's just shooting the shit. It ain't that serious when yeah. he podcasts. So, which is true, which is like a great yeah. way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I like it. Um, it's two things, right? So I, I remember I was working. The first time I learned how to teleprompt, um, 
my boy D'Angelo said, it's either two things. People either want you, they're going uh, to give you advice. They either want you to mess up or they want you to do well. And if they want you to mess up, use it for your motivation. If they want you to do well, don't let them down. So I think right here, it's one of those things where either pissing them off, the legit piss them off, or you're pissing them off for greatness. Right. I, I, I like to think that there's, I like to think that part of, the, there was something that happened with Eli Drake and Kevin Nash. And since then, Kevin Nash has had a beef. But I mm. also, in, in my heart of hearts, I also know that one of the things that Kevin Nash knows is what works mm-hmm. in a pro wrestling ring yeah. with a crowd. And like you guys said, if, 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 if it's all just a troll, but the result of the troll is L.A. Knight elevating his game, then I think Kevin Nash will be more than happy to sit on his podcast and talk shit and piss L.A. Knight off even more to make him become a better pro wrestler. Uh, but I think that it, what did uh, there's there's a there's a reference from Eminem's that I, I I go back to all the time where he says uh, he said he jokes when he says he's the best in the booth. But there's a lot of truth that's said in jest. I would not be surprised if Kevin Nash believed that Triple H kind of thought that L.A. Knight was his age. So when it got to contract time, he may not be thinking like he would for somebody who would be a longevity champion because he knows that at a certain point, this man knees hurting like my knees is hurting, and I know I can't. I, I I'm just trying to keep it real because if we're talking, like if he was to put the battery in the LA Knights back right now, mm-hmm. a, a lot of that thought would be where are we at in five, six, seven, ten years because they they got to be thinking about that at a certain point. And I think he can see that with some individuals, and he may not be able to see that with the LA Knight just because of age and the natural way that the body you know breaks down, especially with the the schedule that pro wrestlers, you know, maintain on a regular basis. So I I wouldn't I, I feel like Kevin Nash may actually feel that way, but o- on another level, he's gonna just sit there and, and and mess with LA Knight until LA Knight gets pissed off enough to cut another amazing promo. I mean, it was it was really <laughs> it was really something to watch LA Knight cut that promo and essentially call out Nash, right? Just on live yeah. TV, just exactly. calling out a podcast almost in some way, you know, kind of know your role, shut your mouth type thing. And it was, um, I, I think this is, ultimately, I think this is actually good for both of them, right? Because again, Nash's podcast just kind of gets the bump, right? Because again, everyone aggregates it. We're aggregating it right now, right? Literally. We're aggregating his podcast on our podcast. And, you know, targeting LA Night, you know, wh- whether... It's unfair or not. I, I think again, Brian, as Brian and, and and Cal, you pointed out as well. It's just Nash knows what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. he's not an idiot. He's he's one of the most brilliant minds uh, in, in wrestling in terms of just how do you get over, right? And if you know you kind of rub some people the wrong way along the way, he's it, that's not the first time <laughs> that uh, he's had to do that in his career. You know, to kind of get ahead. Um, and so, and ultimately, I do think it's good for. For LA Knight, because it's just it's just more people backing him and saying like mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't know what you're talking about like he, this dude's the shit like push him to the freaking moon. Um, so it's a I, I think it's it's it'll ultimately be one of these things where you know is is Nash going to show up on TV at some point? 
and then they have a little face off and just, you know, it's it's with with who's in charge of creative, which is one of Kevin Nash's best friends in the right. entire world. I, I wouldn't rule that possibility out because Triple H is also a very, very smart wrestling mind. And at some point may capitalize on it, you know, just fly Nash out, have him stand in the corner. Uh, you know, I know Nash has talked about he's too big for certain planes. Uh, he's just a, he's just a big dude, but uh, <laughs> they, they could they could figure something out here. So they're not flying him out on spirit, so he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if, look, man, please, yeah, they're not doing the Dakota. Was that Dakota Kai who got flown out? Dakota, on yeah, Dakota Kai. Shout oh out to my, Dakota Kai. Oh my lord, trip. she Damn. she she's hey. a saint for 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 taking that flight for her girl. Uh, exactly. That's real love. That's real love, right there. That's mm-hmm. that's how you know. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah, how EO, you know. Eo, you anytime you try and you think you doubt in Dakota Kai's uh, appreciation of love for you, you can't. She sat on that spirit flight with that leg for a minute. Right. She's <laughs> she saved that that boarding pass. <laughs> she, she flew. Gonna... She flew to Detroit in on a spirit plane. That's love. That's mm-hmm. that's absurd. So. All right, we're gonna we're take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time. We're going to respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Gregor Dip, but for today's edition of They Said What, we're going straight to the Wednesday Worldwide Hotline. 
to see what you, our favorite jabronis in the world, have on your minds this week. Hollywood, tell us who called in and play the clip. Um, yeah, you know, let's just go ahead and play it because I'm, I'm excited for this one. Hey guys, it's Seth from Blairsville again. Uh, <clears throat> I'm listening to Mass Man Mondays, and Kaz is talking about the little nugget with Solo and Paul and who gave the order. Uh, of course, this is before Monday Night Raw, so I'm not sure how well this will age by Wednesday. But just to kind of riff on it, I feel like that Kaz may be right and Kaz may be wrong. I think that it's possible that the WWE is hedging their bets because with something like that, it's almost plug and play. Yeah, could be The Rock. Yeah, maybe Rikishi. You never know who it's going to be. So if The Rock can come back, absolutely. If he can't, they don't have to throw the storyline away. I feel like they're just hedging their bets. Love to hear what you guys think. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Well, well, right, well. Brian, you were, you were on the record with mm-hmm. Kaz and Dave when and Kaz dropped it. What do you think? Uh, I, look, I'm excited about this. I'm ready to see how it goes. I think, like Kaz said, nothing was done unintentional. And mm-hmm. I think it all started from the Pat McAfee show. I don't think The Rock even... We've seen The Rock do numerous interviews, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's always been very, well, if it works. Or, you know, we'll see what happens. There's never been... We never got the, I was going to be here on... At WrestleMania 39 was a lock until yada, yada, yada. We never got that until now. So I think all everything is done is calculated. And I think once this is all over, it's like, yeah, this was all planned. When Paul Heyman said, bottom of the third, this was already planned when he said that. Mm. Cal? I agree. I think, I mean, I, I'll go a step further. I don't even know if I 100% agree that The Rock was... But like, it's kind of convenient that we're hearing that he was going to be part of 39 or whatever right now. The the time it would take to to get him in in ring ready, because it's been a minute since he was in the ring. The last time he was in the ring, there were a couple of things that weren't feeling right after the fact. He was walking around stage like, what the blue hell is going on with my body right now? So I, I feel like I would have to go back and see. I would need to see what the preparation or what he was doing at that time. But it, 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 that may even be more of a farce. But so I, I, I do agree. I do agree with Seth, I believe. Uh, we're in a situation where the WWE may not have a firm handle on what 40 is going to be yet. So you throw out a couple of options, see what people respond to. Let's have The Rock make a comment on a podcast and then show up on SmackDown that night. What's the reception going to be? If it's amazing, then maybe we could start working towards, you know, putting laying the breadcrumbs to go in that direction. But uh, there are a number of other options. Cody, Seth, I think you can go a number of different ways. If you really, whoever wins the Royal Rumble, you could change, that could change the directory of things as well, the trajectory of things as well. So it's it's really, I, I, I think WWE does this a lot and it's only September. We've got a little yeah. bit of time, I think, before they're going to firm up what the uh, Mania plan is going to look like. 
I mean, I think even I'll go a step further in that I think kind of the reporting and the dirt sheets aspect of this is also hedging their bets because if you look at kind of the reports after Friday when Rock came back, it was you know there the, you know some of the reports that I read were you know it's it's not he doesn't have anything planned beyond that, but they're in discussions, comma the focus is still on Cody Rhodes. So again, it's it's very much even the people who are whose job it is to kind of fill us in and, and spoil these stories for us, they don't. <laughs> and so if if that's the case, um, you know, I, I I think it makes a whole lot of sense that they're that WWE is hedging their bets. And I think the biggest variable in all this is as I, I talked about earlier, is just again, the the SAG strike, the writer's strike, if that gets resolved here in the next, you know, couple weeks, couple months, and rocks back at work. I don't know. Does he have the time to, you know, he's, he's probably going to want to get straight back to work, making movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, kind of making money <laughs> or even more money. So it's, um, but you don't think he felt the electricity of the oh, millions? Oh, yeah, he a thousand percent. He saw the goosebumps. You yeah, know, he was he the goosebump about, thing. Yeah, he's always said that it's nothing like the WWE universe, you know, like the, he, he might have got that. the bug. He might have yeah. gotten the bug. Again, go. y'all, y'all then, did hook, line, and sinker. That you da- you damn guy, all of y'all. Hey, Cal, look at me. You're damn right, it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are, we're team nostalgia freaks over here. That I was that was that it. was for us. <laughs> that I was like for us. We no, couldn't be a proper cause... trios because I, I couldn't be, we couldn't drive together. You, no. You'd be the one who turn on us. We'd win yes. the titles, yeah. and then he just Cal would be <laughs> clocking both of us, Brian Angel Waters. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it's funny because like I was just waiting for the group chat to erupt with nostalgia freaks. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I wanted y'all to have y'all. Mu- what did I say? Y'all was in, and I said, I hope y'all are having your fun. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had this. I'm going to screenshot that because it was just the most cow response where I was like, Yo, he's back. Like all cabs and shit. And yeah. then cow just responds. I hope, I hope you guys got what you wanted. Yeah, and it was just an incredible response. An incredible yeah. response. You ain't feel it. You didn't feel it, cow. You didn't feel it's, no, the it's, energy. Of co- no, of course. I f- and and when, it, when I wish I was there. I, it's It's mm-hmm. dope to be in those moments, but it's like, we can't just like we can't just have the moment. It's immediately all right. So WrestleMania forty, which night is he going to be wrestling Roman? What we what like what if what if that's not in the cards? Just like with Sami Zayn, it wasn't in the cards for Sami Zayn to, to have that match with Roman Reigns initial and and people were feeling away. But guess mm. what? When they won night one at Mania thirty nine, the crowd got what they got what they wanted. They got that pop, and, and, and WWE got that pop that they were building towards. So, chill. Let them do their <laughs> thing, even if it's not the Rock. But you know, I like what uh, Kaz said the other day on the show when he brought up Rock and Cody, and, and now Rock getting involved, and Cody be like, "Wait, I got to finish my story." You know, that would be interesting right there and I think it's I mean it's obviously so many ways you can book it I don't want to think that The Rock is going to like this I would love for The Strike to be over but I don't want to think that The Rock is going to be like alright I'm going back to make movies like bro you you got enough you, you, you can make movies afterwards get, can we have this one can we go to Philly it's 40 god dang it he was at 20 he was at 30 come on I'm pretty sure he might have been in the crowd at 10 I mean for 40 <laughs> 
I just, so this is not, so, you know, everyone's kind of looking back at the Pat McAfee interview and him teasing mm. 40. And that's not the first time he's done it, right? He was on mm. Kevin Hart's podcast a couple weeks ago. Kevin Hart's mm. from Philly. They were talking about WrestleMania 40, right? That, that Again, everything Rock does is calculated to the point where, again, he may be hedging his bet. He may mm-hmm. be, you know, he's like, I don't know how long this writer strike is going to last and, and the SAG strike. It could go for a couple more months and, and I might not have a movie or TV show to work on. So, screw it. Let, let's, let's get in the ring. Let, let's train. Um, Call Curtis Axel. I'm, yeah. <laughs> get him ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, so, I mean, look, it was... It was it was the right moment for it, it was just all it was it all just felt very serendipitous on Friday, yes, right? And mm-hmm. you know it was it was one of those moments too where you just like every time he comes back. So I've you know every so often I'll watch Rock's returns because like the pops are just ridiculous every time, mm-hmm. and even even now you're kind of expecting you know kind of this this younger generation. Of, of wrestling fans or WWE fans just kind of have this moment of, you know, who in the blue hell are you? But it's right. not. <laughs> it's just constantly an, an incredible pop. So, look, if it happens, like, it's it's box office, man. And, like, you think TKO Group is going to want their first WrestleMania under their umbrella to just have this headlining moment? And, like, mm-hmm. look, I think, the, I think the Cody Rock thing on the, on the path to WrestleMania Super interesting. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if it ends up being Rock Roman and then, you know, Roman's got to go over, just have Cody win the title on Raw the next night. You know, they got mm-hmm. they have to erase, they have to erase Raw <laughs> from last year, the last <laughs> that, year's Raw after Mania true. from our memories. Ooh, so, about, well, good, point. good point. Just men in black it, 41, you know, neuralize man. it. <laughs> Cody can win at 41. 41. Oh, jeez. I'm, do we have time for for forty one? I'm getting yeah. old, guys. Can we make it? Can we make it? <laughs> Put it in Atlanta about... and let Cody get his moment at oh. home. Here okay. he go, Atlanta. <laughs> Here he go. You trying to make us I... fly to that airport? That no. Oh my oh, god! Gosh. Yeah, I forgot you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a uh... well. Look, they may they may be edging their bets with Rock, but I, I, I'm with it. If it ends up being mm. Rock or Cody, I think they've got. Look, this is this is one of those problems where they if the fact that they have options is a problem, it's it's not a problem. It's a great thing. It's a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. It's a good problem. All right. Before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We each pick the biggest thing that happened on NXT for us, and then we'll, we'll talk about one more in depth. Uh, Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? During the Dom uh, Carmelo match, when when Dom when he slapped the hell out of Dragunov when he was outside, that that was the moment for me. That was the one for me. Oh, that was uh, Dom is Dom is on another level Dom's right a, now. This, Dom's a beast right now, freaking dude. Brian, what do you have from NXT? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that moment, but I'm gonna take it to social media when um, Melo said when he uh, when you take out the ops in one when he threw um, Dom into Dragunov. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was that was fantastic. That was hilarious. Uh, I I had let's talk about that actually more. I had Becky and Tiffany Stratton mm-hmm. uh, booking their their rematch for No Mercy. I think that's extreme rules. Yeah, I could kind of do without that stipulation, but right. I think the match itself is going to be great. The the the, the Dragunov 
mellow match, though, is that might be an absolute banger next right. week. Uh, not my, I think it's going to be. And the way that they just, they've kind of built it, it's this is actually some of the longer-term storytelling that NXT is yes. engaged in with the mm-hmm. uh, with Mello as the champ lately, and it's it's been good, man. It's been a lot of like oh, accidental, uh, you know, accidental move sets being executed on the other person, and all mm-hmm. you know, it's it's built this natural tension where you're like, dude, you keep hitting me, <laughs> like, no, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna whoop your ass next week. It's, no good. Phenomenal, phenomenal storyline work with uh, Mello week to week, and and, and his his search to because Dragonoff's the one. If he can beat Dragonoff, then I think he'll he'll feel better with how he's going. But if he doesn't, or if they, there's a monkey wrench thrown into that plan, then what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you keep the title on Mello, right? I, I next would. week, yeah. yeah. Like just put on a thirty minute classic, yes, and just have uh, this trick get involved. So, something happens. I trick Dom. I, th- I think I think something happens where there's. I don't want to call it a schmaz, but there's there's a there's another reason to why Carmelo is able to win, not the clean way he wants to win. That's how I would book it anyway. Okay. All right. Looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Brian? You'll be in the building. What do you got, sir? Oh man, honestly. I'm looking forward to Claudio and Eddie Kingston. I'm ready to see Eddie cool. Kingston get his moment. Yeah, that's it. Cal, what do you have? Um, I, I'm going to say that as well. And if uh, you want to know a little history about that, right before um, right before Mania 39, uh, Phil Schneider did a piece with uh, Eddie Kingston where the whole conversation was about uh, Kingston and Claudio's feud. It was right before their Ring of Honor, uh, the, the world title match before the Ring of Honor match that, that Mania weekend. That's right. I also had that, and and you know, uh, special one B was MJF Joe for the title. But this Claudio Eddie Kingston thing is uh, Eddie Kingston's great. promos. Yes, they, they yes. never feel like promos. They just feel like an angry dude <laughs> yelling into the camera, and I love mm. every second of it. It, it just Facts. it's just so pure. It's the antithesis of every wrestling promo that we know of and grew up with, but in like the best way possible. Like he's just. You feel the anger just kind of coming through. So, man, guys, that's how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. I am at Cal on Twitter, at CalDub on Instagram and threads. But it's not about me. Brian H. Waters, where are you at and where are we at? It doesn't matter where they can find me on the socials. <laughs> Dave got me. I had to get somebody. Else. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, you can find me at Brian H. Waters on all social media platforms, but most importantly, Ringer Wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. We got a lot of people coming to us through Threads. You know, we we have to do some live threading during the shows. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Oh, there you go. And follow Ringer Wrestling too, especially because Brian will be live again at Grand Slam tonight. Might be some uh, some exclusive content from live inside 
the building. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Twitter, Threads, uh, Instagram. But as as Brian said, at Ring of Wrestling, uh, Twitter, Threads, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. And if you don't, you know. Take your phone, shine it up real nice, and stick it straight up your candy ass. I don't know what else to tell you. So (laughs) thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode and making it sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps Chat. Uh, Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.